Alina? It is. Hi, Nick. Hiya. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for coming on today. I was really looking forward to speaking to you. Obviously, I reached out to you on LinkedIn. Yeah. I've seen some information about your business, which is the Orange Notebook. So far on the podcast, I've spoken to some lawyers. We've sort of looked at the legal side of reputation management and protecting it. I was really interested in speaking to you because you're the creative side of building the brand, shaping the vision of a business or an individual. I just wondered if you could maybe just start by giving us a brief outline of what you do. So we run, like I said, the Orange Notebook. It's a brand marketing agency. Uh, we started in 2020 in the middle of the pandemic. It's run by three best friends. We, we had a dream of building our own agency back in 2018, but we were all in corporate jobs at the time and still studying for our um, marketing degrees and masters. So we decided that when, when we finished studying, we'll all leave our jobs and go into business because that was the dream. Um, it just so happened that it was in, in 2020. <laughs> 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 it was the pandemic. <laughs> Neither of us expected it, but, you know, that's kind of how it panned out. And to be honest, on, on one hand, I'm, I'm a bit happy it was it took place that way because, you know, it gives you that sense if you can make it in in the hardest of times, then you'll be able to make it when things look up a bit better as well. Yeah, for sure. So that's kind of it. What do we do? Everything from strategy, content, creative, design for your brand. So that means anything from website to PR services, thought leadership, building your brand identity. That's kind of what we do. And we always like to start with defining your brand identity because I think that's that's essential to who you're going to be. Yeah. So if you if you're a new business starting out, that's the first step. That's your building blocks. Definitely. So brand identity is something which I'd love to unpack on the podcast. Say, for example, an established business came to you and they were looking to increase their social media engagement or take their website from maybe made in the 90s, for example. How would you begin to help them? Do you have a set process or does it change every time? There is some process, but it does change. It does apply to the client. Um we all start with the with the call and trying to understand the client really well, trying to understand what's their identity, what's their goals, what are they trying to achieve, because not everybody wants the same thing from a website. So um, for some people, it's important that the website converts, but for some people, it's important that the website um, matches the status that they want to portray, or it attracts the right talent for their business, or attracts the right kind of partnerships or investment for their business. So everybody is different in terms of what they want to achieve. And that's very, very important to get straight from the beginning. And after that, we we try to dig around a bit to understand the, the mission, the vision, why this whole business started. We, If it's a rebrand project, we take them all the way back and work our way up to why do you need the change? What are you looking to achieve with the change? What are you trying to, to build this image as? And... After that, after everything is set in place, we, we start the work based on their values, based on their pillars, based on what's important to them, because what's important to them needs to be reflected, not just through design, creative design, but also through creative copy as well, okay, so yeah. that it speaks to the right kind of people. Definitely. So are you hands-on with all of this in terms of you get the right vision for them, 
we, we have done so far touch wood <laughs> yeah we've we've been lucky in in terms of yeah we we have three different skill sets and we complement each other really well within the business so there's no need to outsource anything or do a disjointed work of the website if you know what i mean um, sure. So one of us deals with the strategy and organization, and another one deals with the content and the creative side, the copy, and the other one puts it all in a in a beautiful visual identity. And because we know each other really, really well, because we've been friends for twelve years, wow, <laughs> it kind yeah, of works to get the line. And yeah, the, the clients have always been very, very happy with the end results. So that's great. So um, you're able to discuss with them, understand their target market, and then form the type of things that you want that brand to convey yeah it boils down to three really simple things who you are understanding really really well who you are then who do you want to talk to and what do you want to say to these people that's sure. that's really kind of what it boils down to and how you do it that's that's where the creative process you know takes shape but it a brand identity is not all that different to a personal identity you know, you are who you are, I am who I am, and I'm going to dress in a certain way, or speak in a certain way, or do things in a certain way. That's kind of how brands go as well, just at the more elaborate level. <laughs> really. Yeah. We don't run any social media accounts, we don't do social media management, we create content in line with your brand's voice, so we can actually create the content that is aligned with your views with your goals yeah but we don't take the management side of things no. oh okay i understand yeah you give them a style to run with i guess wrap it all up in yeah, something yeah. tangible they, for them to uh, understand yeah they they get all the deliverables it's just that we're not responsible for the the actual management of the platform we don't log into your account and post things on your behalf that's on you but we do coach you on strategy and how to do it so that you get the most out of it yeah, I noticed on your website you have some PDFs or ebooks on how to yeah. how to deal with client emails, for example. Can you tell yeah, me a little bit about that? Of, yeah, because that's all part of your brand experience. So that's um, a low ticket product that we offer for twenty seven pounds, and it's about handling difficult client conversations. And it started because. Some of our clients were coming back to us asking, oh, how can I reply to this email? Or can you check this over for me? Or I want to send over a proposal. Can you have a look and all that? And then we were thinking, we were talking, and I asked my, my partners, you know, how long do you spend on a client email? And the answers would vary, like anything from half an hour to two hours. Yeah. And I thought, well, it takes me 10 minutes. That's because I have a skill set. And then I thought, well, obviously our clients spend a couple of hours as well, you know, the back and forth of checking, not being sure of how to phrase a certain thing. Yeah. So we thought, well, what if we actually create a product with templates that help you, you know, it's copy and paste and then you add in your own personal details um, but it will help you to give direction and to, to have a strategy in mind when you negotiate the contract or when you want to say no to a client because that's still part of your brand experience yeah if you don't want to work with somebody um, and you just say a simple bland no there's a good chance that that bridge might be burned for the future yes 
Yeah. So you kind you kind of want to leave that door a little bit open because you never know when you'll need to ask for a referral, for example, from that person. Or yeah. Well, I think it's a great idea, actually. I, as I was looking, I think a lot of businesses do need that helping hand, as you say, closing a deal or even maybe dealing with an existing client who's not happy. It must feel quite reassuring for somebody to have that, to be able to take the template and at least they've got a structure and then they can add their nuances and stuff and make it into something coherent much quicker. So have you got good feedback from that? We, we have so far, yeah, um, we, we have, and we've saved quite a bit of time for our clients. Yeah. <laughs> out. Um, but yes, and I think it's a very important aspect that small businesses, especially starting out, they, they kind of, it's easy to lose out on because you just don't have the time to think about all the details so carefully. So it is something that if we can help with then great you know we save you a little bit of time and your brand experience is still taken care of because that's it it's not just about the visual identity or the logo or you know the feel of your brand it's everything you do in your business is part of that brand experience it speaks about you and how you want to portray yourself and it can be anything from the feel of a message or an email to the way you price your services. It's the first impression that a prospect client makes of you based on those initial interactions. Definitely. And you have control over that. So what do you think, this is a, a very generalized question, but what makes a good brand to you? I don't know if it's a good brand, but I'll tell you what makes a strong brand. Good is subjective, I feel. Sure. I mean, a, a, a brand could be good or bad, but it can still be strong. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I think a solid identity that's reflected well across your entire online presence, you know, having consistency across the channels that you choose to use, because that does not mean you have to use all of them, but just being consistent with your message across all of them. Um, The client experience should match the quality of your online presence, that's for sure. So that means, you know, if you... If you speak about quality, you're going to have to apply quality in in any kind of interactions. To be known, to be visible in your area, it doesn't mean that you need to be coke level known or visible. But if your area is business coaching for female entrepreneurs, then you must be the go-to brand for coaching for female entrepreneurs. Sure. Um, Being talked about... That's another important aspect. And expertise, owning that, the, the term, you know, that it's being banned around in our industry is, a, is owning that zone of genius. Own that zone of genius. Be good at this. Yeah. So that, that, that's in my view of a strong brand. I saw one of your Facebook posts the other day, which was talking about this kind of thing. I think you were writing it from the point of view that somebody was fearful about writing about their expertise fearful that somebody may read it copy it and take those ideas rather than as you say seeing them as the expert in their industry so I really agree with you on that point it's I think you know yeah owning your zone you know if you are an expert in that situation don't be fearful to put that information out because Yes, you may get a few people that leech off it, but essentially you're just really separating yourself from the other companies that are not giving that information out and that sort of builds your brand. Well, exactly. I mean, if your client can go on Google and within the next 20 minutes they can find 
the generic information that you've put out on your social media channels, let's say, then you've offered them no value. But if they go on your platform and today they find an interesting tip, tomorrow they found an interesting story or client experience, the next day they heard something that they've never heard before, and the day after that they are reminded of a book that they read about something, a topic or another then they relate to you, they start to trust you, that you know what you're talking about, that you give them something that's different and special, that they can learn things. Because after all, we're all we all go on social media to either be entertained or to learn something. Yeah. Or to interact with, you know, our friends and families. So if you establish your reputation as giving good value, they will come back to you. And I tell you that from personal experience, I have gone back to brands that have consistently delivered value. I've never taken them for granted and I never imagined that the tips or the advice that they give um, on social media is the same level of tips and advice that they give in a paid service mm, or product. That's a good point. Never. And you would be surprised at how many um, small business owners are out there that are really, really good at what they do and yet that they, they hold on really tight. They, they, they don't want to share that because they, they're afraid that their competitors are going to copy them. And that's not really the case. The that reason that your clients will come back to you is because it's you, your identity. It's your personality that they relate to. It's, they like you. Yeah, it's very clear and concise and I agree with it 100%. I get the situation where we have a, a company that maybe they've had some bad reviews, but they have been established for, you know, maybe 50 years or so. And they've built their business through word of mouth and they never, they didn't really see the internet coming. And then suddenly when people search for them, they only see, you know, a few negative reviews, an old outdated website, and it doesn't represent their brand whatsoever. And all the knowledge that they've had has either been held onto, as you say, or just not put out there. So it's a really important part of our job is to actually put out the messages that they're really saying and what they want to be known for. Part of that is obviously, yeah, just you know, education, educating their customer base. So how does this work? Is everyone completely different? Do you have, do you have a, a set routine of, we'll work on the website, we'll do this and we'll do that, or maybe one company you'll just create content for? They are quite different in terms of the services they need, yes. So for some, we uh, just help with an individual project, like we do revamp a proposal. For others, we have um, retain a project or thought leadership and uh, PR content. With others, we take on website projects, um, or with others, we prepare uh, launches for their products. So it really does vary quite a lot in terms of the services that we we are employed to offer yeah. um, but with pretty much every one of them it goes back to the brand identity until we are very clear they are very clear on who they are and what they want to achieve there's not much that you can do because there's a very good chance if you're not clear from the beginning there's a very good chance that your your wires will get crossed along the way and there's scope for mistakes and we tend to like to do things properly from in the first place rather than do work again and again sure do you have i think you touched on it before but do you have businesses that 
once you've started off, you know, they start to set the ball in motion. Do they come back to you and continue on and say, you know, like a, a six month review or um, how does that kind of thing work? It really does depend on the type of project that we have on, but we've had both cases really. Um, some have just wanted a one-off project and that was all they needed for the time being and they always said, you know, I'll come back to you later on if I need anything else. Sure. Um, some have decided, okay, this is great, we've got everything in place, now what? <laughs> From the now what, it's our job to go and educate and explain what more can be achieved. So yeah, that, it's gone both ways really. Yeah, definitely. From your website, it looks like you've got um, a great team. And as you say, they all complement each other. When did you get interested in marketing and, and branding? Has it been a recent thing? Have you always had a passion and an eye for marketing and advertising? Well, so uh, the fun thing is, all three of us are Romanians. All three of us met here in England where we came to study. So, And we've all done our degrees in marketing. So for me, it was uh, marketing, advertising and public relations. Um, the degree and that was 12 years ago and after that I, I worked uh, five years for a small cyber security startup where I did marketing and then I created the PR side of things for them as well and then I, I moved into online education where I did content marketing so I experienced that as well conversion focused copywriting um, so I kind of cover all sides of content marketing and copywriting from my perspective. And my two partners, they, they work in marketing as well. One of them is in Stockholm, that's where she finished her master's. And she worked there for Philip Morris. And the other one, after finishing her MBA, she's worked in online education. Uh, and then, uh, sorry, before that, she was working for a university. Brilliant. So how has it been building the business in 2020 with all the confusion and the craziness and the rules of COVID? How is it birthing a brand new business in that time? Um, it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't, I won't lie, it was scary. And it wasn't easy, but we were lucky with uh, leveraging our own personal networks to begin with. Yeah. And after that, it went on word of mouth and our own marketing efforts um, across uh, across Instagram, um, SEO and LinkedIn. So that's kind of how it went in terms of uh, getting those clients, the first clients in. It was, it was scary and I'm saying that because you didn't know what was happening. Uh, you didn't know if any businesses were still going they were yeah. still willing to invest at this stage so yeah it was it wasn't easy um but we were lucky to be able to do it we were lucky that we had the uh, online to rely on and to to work with so yeah it was easy from that perspective to adapt to this um new work lifestyle situation yeah that, that was I think it must speak, it must be a testament to your personal brand that people were willing to work with you and help you start the business in terms of, you know, being a client and they respected you and wanted your services as well. So that must have been quite um, like rewarding on a personal level to have that sort of, um, that vote of confidence. It, it was very rewarding and I'm sure you can relate um, with your own business, you know 
how much it means when a client puts their faith in you. And yeah. Oh yeah, you definitely. know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, once you've closed a new client or something, when the phone calls over, I'll be screaming. You know, so, so it's um, yeah, it's it's so rewarding. Um, it's exciting. I, I don't think I could ever go back to working for somebody else ever, ever again. Really, you know. How long have you have you had your business for? Um, we started in two thousand and thirteen. So yeah, about you know around eight years now, coming up to eight years. Um, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Easy. No, no, it was terrifying in the start. Um, I had doubts yeah. and fears, but luckily we did get quite a, a good influx of clients early on and um, we were able to just build momentum. Prior to that, I had sort of, I, I did web design in sort of like mid 2000s and did a little bit of SEO. So um, I wasn't, I, I had my own, I had a few you know, personal clients, but never went the route of the business until I'd had, I'd worked I worked in Australia for an SEO company and it was it was an amazing experience and they really pushed me further than I thought I could go. But then, yeah, then I just got the hunger to actually do it myself. So, yeah, it's a it's a fantastic venture doing your own business. Yeah. I noticed you're, uh, you're in Worcester. Yes, that's, that's right. where we lived for eight years. <laughs> oh, wow. Do you, you went to the university here, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. I love Worcester. I moved to Worcester um, the same time we started our business, really. But, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely place. It is. It really is. There, there are times when there are a few places that I miss in Worcester. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever we go back, we always visit them. Oh sure. Holds a dear place in our hearts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's a great place for. Um, it's actually a great place for entrepreneurship. And I was speaking to. Um, I think Beta Den, who are they're in the Malvern Science Park. So it's a really good place for tech now as well. So um, yeah, it's a it's a lovely place, and I'm um. I'm happy to, uh, you know, happy to put roots here, actually. Um, I'm just checking here. You're in Hales Owen, is that correct? Yeah. 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 Fantastic. So um, you mentioned before that obviously you get, you know, clients through social media and, um, and SEO and things like that. What would be the best way for somebody to contact you if they were looking to, you know, make an inquiry about business now? I mean, it's either by, uh, by email, alina at theorangenotebook.co.uk. Or over social media, just drop us a DM. Sure. Um, whether that's on Instagram, Orange Notebook, or on LinkedIn, Alina Stanku, or um, Corina Kalukurum. Um, we we will always pick up on on DMs and even uh, through through the company's page as well. So really, any any choice you want, that's fine. <laughs> they will get there. Yeah, I'll put yeah. all of the links in the description. Um, I just had one last question, really, which is, yeah, yeah. it's sort of a two-part question. It's, um, what does the future hold for you? Have you got anything, you know, cooking in the pot that you're excited about? And also, do you see any trends or anything changing in the future? Uh, for us, we're looking to cook up some uh, more courses and a few different products that will help uh, small business entrepreneurs, a bit like the uh, 27 templates, uh, something a lot more elaborate than that. Um, so we're looking to, to find ways where we can help you know those businesses, those entrepreneurs at the very beginning that are struggling for time, for money, for effort, for energy, yeah. for all of it. Yeah. We're trying to, to, to find ways to help them. Um, that's from the Orange Notebook. In terms of the trends that I see in the branding industry, um, I think it's going to be a lot more about the immersive experience. So 
what I've seen in the market and research, brands will become a lot more focused on becoming a part of your lifestyle. Um, it's not just about buying a pair of Nike trainers and that's it. You you will become part of a community that's that's focused on shared values like training or health or well-being. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the the brand shifts to to not become part of your life and to speak to your identity and venture status. It was happening in, in the beginning as well. Yeah. Uh, in the beginning, sorry, before. <laughs> um, but it will become a lot uh, a lot more emphasized now, um, and that's why I keep saying that brand identity is essential to who you are, who you're going to be. And I think that all this uh, this move now is enabled today thanks to a great detail of customer profiling and data analysis. We have that at unprecedented levels. Yes. Um, if anything, the pandemic has brought even, even more focus on it because you've had a lot of industries that had to find ways to bounce back. Their only way to do so at lesser costs at this stage to be able to survive has been with a great, great detail for customer profiling and addressing the exact needs of the customer. So rather than give you, say, I'm an airline, um, rather than put out an offer of a flight in 10 different locations for £20, I know that you, Nick, like to visit Greece and Turkey. And I will give you flights for £20 to Greece and Turkey. Ah. But if I know your friend Jonathan likes to visit France and Italy, then Jonathan gets France and Italy discounts. Okay, yeah, that's very insightful. So using the data, personalising it. To reduce costs as much as possible, because I think that's that's really what the pandemic has been all about. Yeah. Uh, Reducing costs all around so that businesses can survive still. And it's, it's, you know, great tribute to businesses all over that have managed to come out on the other end of, of this pandemic and still be alive and kicking. Yeah. Because that, you know, hard work. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, well, it's been fantastic speaking to you, Lena. Um, I really appreciated it. Um, Thank um, you so much. No problem at all. I'm glad that um, the Orange Notebook is alive and kicking. And, um, yeah. I hope that you are, uh, you know, thrive and continue to build and yeah, keep going under from strength to strength. Thanks for you. Thanks very much. I'll speak to you soon. Take care.